0: hey welcome to royal hope podcast our purpose is to reveal the true source of hope which is found in jesus christ hey y'all this week i have a special guest
1: so yeah my name is macartha mckenzie i am from south suburbs of chicago Uh, Born and raised in the area. Actually, a small town just on the border between Illinois and Indiana called Calumet City. Uh, Calumet City in Lansing is where I was uh, raised at. And um, I've been in ministry uh, in some form since 1999, which I'm 36 now. So uh, you do the math on that. (laughs) I started when I was 14, for for those who are not fast, fast on math. (laughs) Um, I was graduating eighth grade and I just knew there was a call in my life. I knew that I wanted to serve and I knew that God wanted to use me to preach the gospel and share with other people. And so uh, in one form or another through um, through evangelism and then. And then um, ministry work when I attended Olivet Nazarene University, which is where Crystal and I met.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And and then again, uh, uh, working as a youth pastor in in, in the inner city of Chicago in the Inglewood area. And now again as associate pastor, but also worship minister and an evangelist doing evangelism work again. Um, it, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's always been a uh, part and parcel of, of you know the most important thread in uh in, in my existence in my life
0: <laughs> you said you wanted to talk about um david and i just want to throw it you know just listening to your story i just kind of wanted to throw in the fact that you know david was the youngest of his brothers yet god has chose him and you started ministry in one way or another when you was younger. And I just thought that was very interesting. And I just kind of wanted to throw that in because God can use anyone at any age.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter kind of how your bloodline or your background, you know, God can take anybody from anywhere. If they are willing and they are, you know, humble and they want to, you know, they want to submit to whatever God has for their life, and uh, that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I can say, you know, is is really, you know, our part to play in it. You know, God gives us all this all this cool stuff, right? He gives us, He gives us uh, redemption, you know, through His blood. He gives us. Um, he gives us grace, being able to have the grace to, you know, accept the grace that's there for us to to walk it out. Uh, it everything everything great and small that God wants to do in our lives, and and even just having a relationship with Him, it's all about grace, understanding how to receive uh, God's love, and so I, I've, you know. I, I've worked really hard and not getting in the way and I still, <laughs> I still have to work at it. So
0: true. On my yeah. side as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of, it kind of feels like, it kind of feels like that's what, that's what it means to, uh, it feels like that's what it means to be a Christian because that's what it means to have a relationship with a lot of other people. You know, um, some of us have mothers or fathers who um, their approval meant a lot to us. Uh, Sometimes we wanted to prove people wrong. And so based on kind of, you know, how we've dealt with relationships coming up, sometimes we think that that's how God operates. And God's like, no, I just want a relationship with you. Like, I don't want to manipulate you. That's why I gave you free will. But uh but it's 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 hard. Sometimes we just have to remember, uh, remember that like you know, God is, God is a gentleman. God is God is gracious. God is kind, and so He doesn't operate, you know, in trying to manipulate us. Everything that He has for us is good. It's the best that best that life has to offer, <laughs> and yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's all worth it. His way is worth it
0: yep most definitely
1: for sure for sure yeah and it's and so I think um the reason why the reason why i I always think about David and why I really begin to just kind of hone in and study and study him, I think that um. A lot of people probably have taken a stab at it, but I'll probably do it as well. I just think that um i wanna i wanna i wanna be able to write some significant um things on on David because I think that people get very they romanticize uh the aspects of david you know and far as far as him being a warrior and him being rugged and him fighting a lion and a bear and him having so much passion you know like every 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 man wants to be like David and every woman wants to to know a David to be a, to be connected to a David right and some women want to be David too <laughs> you know <laughs> um, but i think that i think that what you really find when you dive, dive deep into David is all of that stems from his covenant relationship with God?
0: Yeah,
1: he had such a precious covenant relationship with God. It was so important to him. It was so important to him that God was happy with him. It was so important to him that that um, that he never embarrassed God or put him put you know put God's name to shame that it caused him and motivated him to do a lot of crazy and interesting things, right? Yeah. And so because that was his source, because that relationship was his source, when we see, like, when we see David's hope kind of manifested and we see David's hope start to be put on display when he just seems like, man, like, this guy won't be denied. This guy won't this guy won't let up or he's relentless, you know, like, it's really, it's really pointing back to his relationship. And so like, you can take a couple of, you could take a, like a couple of key, key passages in, in David's, in David's story. Right. Um, and, and you'll, ext- and you'll begin to kind of uh, pull that out and see like, here, here's the claim. The claim is, David's hope was completely uh pulled from his relationship with God, right? This covenant relationship, this bond that he had with God, that was like it, it it was it was it was better than any other person had with a man. And like David even had a deep bond and deep loyalty with, with Jonathan. But what he had with God, like nothing could have replaced that, right? So I, I think about like the first place I think about with him is obviously the story of the story of David and Goliath. And one of the things that he one of the things that he says when he when he comes on the scene is he's like, Is there no person who's going to take up this cause? So he asks what's going on, and then he becomes concerned with the cause of God. And I think that, like, that's, the, that's like a, a mainstay. It gets it gets skipped over so much because we, we want to get to the part where we talked about the rocks. And, you know, he picks up five stones and he uses one. And, you know, he's standing before Goliath. But before he ever gets to that point where he's so passionately motivated, because pat, passion can be overrated, right? You're like... <laughs> people become passionate about something one moment and then sometimes it doesn't work and they just give up or people are motivated to do something. But I once heard, I'm a big, I'm a big Chicago bears fan. (laughs) I once heard Brian Urlacher say, say who is one of the greatest defensive bears of of the, of this modern era. He said, he said, if I've, if I've got to wait for somebody to try to coach me up and get me excited about going out there and playing, then I probably shouldn't be doing it anymore. And, and that's because motivation comes and goes, you know, passion can, can rise and it can fizzle, but he was coming from a deeper place when he, David was coming from a deeper place when he said, who's gonna take up this cause? And I think that I think that's something like we really like we really got to think about like is the cause of Christ something that that we've we've studied and we've learned from enough, or that we've that we've began to to not just not just research, but to dive into and to to know to know Jesus Christ and to know his sacrifice and his giving and his love so much to the point where it's like our main cause more so than the job that we work or the people that we go see, like, is it the main thing that, that we think about? Do we breathe it? Do we eat it? Do we sleep it? Do we, does it come up in all of our conversations? You know, cause then you're on to something. If, 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 if I can wake you up, <laughs> if I can wake you up in the middle of the night and ask you a question about, about Jesus, and instantly, you're there. You know, if 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 yeah. I, if I can, if I can out of the cold, I can out of the cold, crisp winter air. Uh, have you start up a a hymn or a song? You know, talking to God. Then, like, hey, you may have something. You may have something real in your relations in your relationship with God. You mean I had a my great grandfather uh my great grandfather he would have this saying, you know, he kind of was an old country country guy from from Arkansas. And so when we brought him up to to the city, you know, he'd have sayings and stuff that we didn't we had no idea what he meant, you know, cuz we just we don't understand the south. <laughs> and so he would say is the meeting in this room? You know, But he said, like, in a country where I can't even try to emulate, is the meeting in the room or whatever he'd say. And we would like, what? You know, is the meeting in the room? And he would say that sometimes, he said that sometimes when, like, the whole, we have a big family. On my, my dad's side, like, we have a, a huge family. My dad has nine brothers and sisters. And so, you know, they may be in the middle of a family meeting or even an argument, and he'd say, is the meeting in this room? Or sometimes he'd come in He come in the room and he just starts singing a a hymn. It's pretty hard to be mad at a ninety year old man, or mad at anybody, let alone when somebody comes in singing a sweet hymn about some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away. It's like, what were we arguing about again? (laughs) So, (laughs) this is this is what was born. This is what was born for David in the heart of his in the heart of his time with God as he shepherded sheep he spent so much time with God he wrote so many love songs to God he talked about shame and embarrassment and then of course it, it continued on it wasn't something that he that he did just when he was um you know when he was younger but we know that he wrote psalms, and we can probably get into that later, but he wrote songs again when he was on the battlefield or, you know, he was hit up, you know, hold, holding up somewhere in, the, in a hole in a rock or in a mountain somewhere. You know, he was writing things, and even in his old age, he still was writing songs to God and talking to God about, you know, the, the, the joy of his life, which was just to know God. And so when he comes to this place, although he is young, and although he does not have any war experience, he has experience with the king of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He has experience uh, being subject to the greatest power and authority. Even think about the fact even think about the fact that he had no. He had no reservations about going to King Saul to fight to fight Goliath.
0: Yeah, it's, it's almost like uh, he was fearless because he knew that there was nothing to fear but but God alone, and so
1: yeah,
0: you know it's it's like that fear, fearlessness that that I think sometimes we need to remember that. In my life, that's something that I had learned recently is that I want to come in this year being fearless instead of doubting myself, or whatever God tells me to do it, that he's going to equip me If he's going to do this, that fearlessness, but it's not just about what we do, but it's just about serving him wholly and, you know, having that relationship with that. And then with that relationship and that praising of him, I feel like that fearlessness comes. Yep you know
1: what i'm saying absolutely like, absolutely it no. in and, and, and it's and it's something it's something that you know we we use these terms right in in praise and worship songs so for for the people who who may listen to this you know at some point and they don't have you know they haven't been raised in the church this may seem like a kind of foreign language But for people who have been raised in the church, we use songs and we sing to God and talk about, about um, him being a river and life and a fountain all the time. But we don't, we don't actually sit down and contemplate what it's like to, to have a source that we can continually draw from. Because, because when we, when we think about that when we think about that like uh our passions are aligned differently uh there's a there's a proverb that says um there's a proverb that says you know um you try to offer the smallest tiny morsel to to a, a man who's you know just had dinner and he 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 rejects it but to a hungry person every bitter thing is sweet and so it's like, when you, have, when you have a shift in your mentality, like sometimes we think that um, Christ is a supplement and not the meal. Yeah. We think Christ is like a vitamin that will, that will make us, uh, will, will add to our daily regimen not our daily bread. (laughs) Like it's literally in the Lord's prayer, right? Give us this day our daily bread, not give us this day our daily vitamins. So if you have a shift in your mentality and you begin to think like David does, and that's why I love thinking about, I love meditating on how he thought about things. I mean, I I look at him and and, and I have a good father. Still alive. I, I bless God. I thank God for him. I am. I am named after him. I am one of his his namesake. His name is Cartha. My name is MacArthur. Um, and we were both. And then his father's name was Cartha as well. Don't know where it came from. We try to we try to get him to break it down all the time. It's confusing, but but my point is he's a good dad. But I also like to look at certain figures. As father figures to me, and i like to and I like to kind of sit at sit at david's feet by meditating and thinking about things that he wrote in the bible or or or, or, or learning from his stories it's like it's like learning from learning from a forefather who went through an apocalyptic season on the earth (laughs) who went through like world war one, you know what I mean? Where like they have this unique point of view uh, where they survived all of these things. It's like, you know that you could learn more from them in a few minutes than you could ever learn, you know, for, for, for years, you know, Talking to someone who's who's presently in today's today's situation, because it's a perspective. It's a different perspective. And so I love to to really just meditate and think about what was his mindset? And a big part of David's mindset, a big part of David's mindset was. I. I will not fail and his idea of failure was different than ours. So, yeah. like, our idea of failure is, like, I mess up. I fall. Um, I, make a, I make a mistake. But David made plenty of mistakes, right? We know that. But his idea, his idea of, of failure was I forsake God. If I leave from God, then I have failed completely. And I think that's like interesting. Again, like you know that, like you know that you can you can make it, you can make it as deep and as intimate as you want to, right? If you if if you do, you can only live so long without bread, you can live an even shorter amount of time without water, and you can't live very long at all without air. So. David literally viewed God and relationship with God and God's presence as the air he breathed. And so that was failure to him. Even to the point where later, you know, later on he would say, you know, um, listen, if it's if it's between if if my punishment is gonna be if my punishment is gonna be between um, you punishing me uh, me being punished by life or me being punished by my enemies I'd rather you punish me which is like complete mind blowing <laughs> again like his understanding that if like God's God's judgment is only for a moment but his favor is for a lifetime. And so with that, he has the hope that if, if, God, if God has to punish him, if God has to punish him, like he'll be okay because he knows that God loves him and he will somehow survive it. It may be hard. It may be the, the worst thing. You know, nobody wants, nobody wants punishment. Nobody wants consequences for the things that we do. But again, he has hope that he'll see the other side of it versus if he's turned over to this life the world is cruel right and 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 goodness our enemies are even crueler for people who are out for blood or for people who don't like us for whatever reason you know it it, it the, this world can be harsh we've seen it you know this past year with the pandemic and all of these different things we've kind of looked at it and we're like whoa you know like can, can we survive this? Yeah. And, and like, it's hard. Some people didn't survive it and some people are not surviving and they're barely hanging on. But again, yeah. if your hope is in, well, I'm not waiting on anybody to come and save me. I'm waiting on God to rescue me. Yeah.
0: Then but you a lot more hope. I think also what comes along with that too is you have to have that relationship like David had that relationship to know when when it was God too because um coming rescuing him because sometimes I'm always reminded of the story of the person trapped on the roof and it's it's you know flooded and he says God saved me and he said mm. you know God in the boat and comes on and then he says no I'm waiting on God <laughs> until finally you know he Three boats come, and he denies them all, right? Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. he asks God, why didn't you save me? And God goes, I sent you that boat. And I think that's part of our relationship with God, too, is that, you know, we have to keep our eyes open because, you know, God doesn't always move, like, in the way that maybe we want him to. Like, God sometimes moves in that whisper. Mm -hmm. And David was connected to that whisper. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. So good. So good. I love that yeah that's that's a that's an that's an awesome thought to really to really ponder like he was he was connected so much that like he heard the whisper he he heard he heard the whisper and that that's that's my that's my prayer and my hope for all of us is that is that we would we would be so connected that we would hear the whisper' that it's like man God has already shown that he, that he moved heaven and earth; he'll move heaven and earth for us. He's already shown the depths of his love by giving us his son. And so the, the least we could do is kind of pay attention, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you're asking for hope. You're asking, you're asking for, you're asking for a, a, a lifesaver or a boat, if you will, you know? And it's like, it's like, uh, that's that. That's how you find it. You often find it in the whispers.
0: Oh yeah. And sometimes that's hard too, because sometimes we want we want that big, that big thunder and lightning, and and we want that massive thing. And so we're trying to find yeah. the big thing, and we totally miss the the little whisper sometimes. And that's part of. Something I've learned this last couple of years is that, you know, that whisper of just being being still my favorite verse, and it has been for a while, but really reconnected with it and pondered upon it this last couple of years is uh, Psalms 46.10.
1: Mm. Be
0: still and know that I am God. Yeah. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Yeah.
1: You know? Absolutely absolutely
0: I think sometimes we need to calm ourselves down and stop and reflect too because I think sometimes in the society except for this last year a lot of stuff calmed down but um, I think that's too I think David knew when to be still and when to be mm. you know moving in my opinion mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, there's there uh you know, no good movies are made from uh a whole bunch of a whole bunch of scenes where people are doing strategy. You've got about so many frames, right? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> where people
1: can where people can stand that, the preparation. You know, they want to see some little cre- clever tricks and you know, some smart strategy for a few minutes and then they're ready to get out of there because um, that's not a, that's not a good movie. There's got to be action. And but the reality of the situation is there were many times where David, like. the The magic was formed. The magic was formed on the side of a hill with a whole bunch of sheep by himself. The magic was formed the magic was formed when he was someone hidden on the side of a mountain and he is not allowed to go back to his hometown. Uh, The the magic is formed where he's in a foreign, he's in a foreign town and, and he's got to hide his identity because he doesn't want to make a, make a scene. And so like he's hidden from everybody except for, for God. And that's where the magic was happening,
0: yeah
1: you know in our in our next session, I want to kind of highlight some of those things, like what are the what are some of the pivotal things that he'd done that 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 he was doing each time you know what I mean where he was in need of hope or he was in need of kind of recalibrating because there's some things that we can do for sure that uh you know, practically practically speaking, you know, can put us right back, you know, put us right back in the right frame of mind. You know, you know, we, we get it, we get it here and and it and, and it deserves being reiterated, that his mentality and his mindset about who God was was a big source of why he always had hope. Like if we yeah. thought that if we thought that God was cruel and insufferable and he you know didn't take any prisoners and, and, and God is holy and perfect, don't get me wrong. That you know, He can be all of these things at once. You know, God is just, but if we never actually view our Father in heaven as our father and as someone who is kind and merciful, like if we don't view God, God in the eyes of mercy, like it's because of his. Jeremiah said it's because of his mercy that we are not consumed. Or is that Lamentations? I think it's Lamentations. Yeah. Um, it's because of his, it's because of his mercy that we're not consumed. And so and great is his faithfulness. So when we think about God in those terms, like we we kind of start on a better path. It's like, it's like when you know you messed up or you know you're in trouble, it's like, do you think, do you think, oh, this is the person I need to go to? Because they will know how to help me, or do you think? Or do you think, oh man, I'm not gonna tell them because they're gonna be so mad. Like, our decisions, yeah. our decisions will be a whole lot, a whole lot different, uh, depending upon how we, how we view our relationship with God.
0: Yeah.